Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Schaap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. By MinnowsPlus.com. From baits to waiters, if it helps you catch a fish, they have it. And now, from the Short Grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to the inaugural From the Short Grass podcast. I am Trey Schaap. Glad you are with us. A lot going on in this episode of From the Short Grass. We're going to be joined by Jake Harrington, the head golf coach of the Little Rock Trojans. They are making their way out to the NCAA National Championships at Greyhawk Golf Club in North Scottsdale, Arizona. Brad McMakin, the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, they are also heading out to the NCAA Championships. He will join us as well. Luke Calcaterra, the head coach of Arkansas Tech, fresh off a national championship of Division II men's golf down at PGA National in South Florida. He will join us later in the show. How about this? Phil Mickelson wins the PGA Championship, the championship at Kiowa Island, the Ocean Course, Longest course in major championship history, 7,876 yards, and Phil Mickelson gets it done. And what a win it was for him. He becomes the oldest major champion in golf. 50 years old, just a few weeks shy of turning 51. Impressive four days of golf by Phil Mickelson, as he likes to say, hitting bombs And boy, did he hit bombs. A 366-yard drive on 16 on Sunday. The longest drive of the tournament on that hole. And it comes from 50-year-old Phil Mickelson. And how about this? Phil Mickelson is now in the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, a course that he's had a lot of success on in the past. Of course, the U.S. Open coming up, uh, it will start June 17th at Torrey Pines, 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th for those of you keeping score at home. We'll look at the ASGA schedule, the Arkansas State Golf Association schedule, plus changes coming with the state amateur. You're going to like this, I think. And the fact that it's going to move to a more traditional amateur is something that I think the state should be proud of and the ASGA should be applauded for what they are doing. All that and more coming up on From the Short Grass. We'll head to the first tee after this commercial break. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Me sponsoring a golf show is great irony. I've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years. I don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker. I like it, but I'm really bad. You listen to this show and to Trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards. I know auctions like Trey knows golf. I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. 
Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at minnowsplus.com. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. Before we head to the first tee, I want to tell you about Blackman Auctions, one of our great sponsors. They have the June Arkansas Contractors Auction coming up on Wednesday, June the 16th, 8 o'clock at 425 Blackman Road in Lone Oak, Arkansas. You can find out more information about this auction at blackmanauctions.com. For more than 80 years, better auctions have been Blackman Auctions. Now on the tee from the short grass, Jake Harrington, the head golf coach of the Little Rock Trojans. Jake, congratulations, man. You're going to the big dance. I say the big dance. I know that's a basketball term, but in the golf world, making it to nationals is big for a golf program, and Little Rock's done it for the first time now. Yeah, it is. It's huge. And I would say if you want to equate it to basketball, it's like making it to the Sweet 16. It goes from 81 teams down to 30. So it's an unbelievable feeling. And it's just an honor to be the first to get through. Y'all finished with a flurry over in Stillwater at Karsten Creek. You were seven under par from 14 on with your golfers, the the four counting scores. Correct. What a stretch that was. And and (laughs) how intense was it for you and, and Patrick Sullivan, your assistant golf coach, especially on 18 when you knew you needed birdies? 18 was intense. 15 I I was on 15 I sent Patrick to to he walked with Nico Horder all day they were playing good so I left them together and so I was texting Patrick I said stay with Nico I'll come up and get 15 and then I'll work my way back over to 17 which is the hardest hole in the golf course and so that's what we did I went to 15 and I told the guys coming through I said guys give me one more 15 through 17 and then whatever happens on 18 happens but we need one more coming through to give it a shot. And so it wasn't extremely stressful at that time because we were six or seven back. And it was trying to get them to just keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. I looked down with Anton, hit the green on 17, and we were making some birdies. I looked down at my phone, I hit refresh, and we were two back. And I said, holy crap, we're two back. You know, it got real. And, but it was intense. It, it was awesome. I mean, just the gives me goosebumps right now thinking about it so we did everything we had to do and we needed every single shot and there were some great shots coming down the stretch magnus makes the putt on 18 the clinching putt for the little rock trojans when you saw that one drop down below the surface what went through your mind i mean just i was trying to hold back because i wanted to be classy on 18 you know it was Yes, I could jump around and do all that. I didn't want to because also when it's one shot, you need to make sure every score goes in properly, that you are properly informed, that there wasn't a mistake at scoring and all that stuff. So you don't want to, you know, give too much away. But it was, I mean, it was euphoric. It was to see that, to see, it was a tough two put that he had from 30, 35 feet. And he did it incredibly to see that. But also to see the joy on his face. He didn't know the position we were in because we didn't tell him but to see the joy on Patrick's face because I sent Patrick to be on the green with the guys 
because I was back in the fairway and Patrick had been seeing the greens on 18 so he knew what some of the putts were doing. So I let him be there. But to see Patrick, see the joy on his face as a former Trojan, that was enough for me right there. Talking about Patrick Sullivan, uh, your volunteer assistant uh, mm-hmm. golf coach, what has he meant to the team? He's huge. I mean, he's he gives them a sense of stability out there on the golf course. To have an assistant coach, you save shots having an assistant coach because you put them with the guys that are struggling or you're four and five to say, hey, let's get everything we can out of them. And just to give the guys somebody to talk with over shots, say, this is what I'm going to do. And it, it confirms what they're thinking or it changes what they're thinking. You know, we're like, hey, let's look at this. So Patrick's been massive for us. I mean, he saves shots. And when you look back at your national ranking every year, you always get the report that says, if your team was one shot better, you'd be this ranker. If you were two shots better, you'd be this. Well, guess what? If we didn't have Patrick and we were one shot worse every tournament, we wouldn't even be in this position. So Patrick's been a godsend to this program. And to have somebody who's played on tour, played the Corn Ferry Tour, where the guys can pick his brain. And also on top of that, Patrick's one of the best swing instructors in the state. Greyhawk Golf Club out in Scottsdale, Arizona, North Scottsdale. Arizona is the site of the NCAA championship this year. 30 teams. You get paired down. You got to make top 15, and you get to play one extra day. And then if you get top eight, then you're in the match play. That's the goal. Yeah, and we're dangerous in match play. So as, as you saw at the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. You play 54 holes. You cut down, like you said, to 15. Is it tough? Yes. Toughest field of the year? Absolutely. But we've played against tough fields. We just played in the toughest region, in my opinion, in the country and on the toughest golf course. So I feel like leading up to it, we played Mystic Creek for conference, which is one of the toughest courses, if not the toughest in the state. Karsten Creek, one of the toughest courses in the country. And then go down to Greyhawk, which is a, a very good test of golf. But I feel like we're ready because we played those two courses. Jake, good luck. Thanks. Look forward to it. Next on the tee via Zoom. It's Brad McMakin, the head golf coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Brad, welcome to From the Short Grass. Obviously, it's got to be satisfying knowing that you're heading to your seventh NCAA championships out at Greyhawk Golf Club in Arizona. What's the feeling like up there in Fayetteville right now? It's great. You know, we've got some seniors on our team that uh, came back this year. So uh, really excited for them to go out and have a chance to compete uh, in their last event. It's always nice sending the seniors out uh, in the national championship, but truly excited. We've got a really good team. Hopefully we have a good week next week, play well and uh, have a chance to uh, win a national championship. Obviously, every year you want to advance. You want to get into the NCAA tournament first, then you want to advance the championships. Two years ago, unfortunately, not able to do that when the Blessings, your home course, was was hosting. Does this kind of take the sting away a little bit from that? Maybe a little. <laughs> uh, obviously, that was very disappointing uh, not to be able to uh, play here at the Blessings for, you know, in front of our home state, you know, and Shauna had a great week that week and got to the eight and had a chance. She had a great team, Maria winning. Uh, the national championship was truly exciting. You know, it's tough to get through regionals. It's getting harder and harder. We had, a, you know, obviously we won the SEC that that year. We had a really good team. We had three bad holes coming down the stretch. It's extremely difficult, but uh, definitely happy uh, that we got through this year. We played really solid. Looking forward to uh, giving these seniors a good send off. What's the game plan for the Hogs in getting to Arizona? We're going to leave tomorrow, and uh, we're going to we've got we're going to go play Whisper Rock, which I hear is uh, an incredible place out in Arizona. I've uh, never been out there to, uh, to that facility, but uh, you're gonna, I just want the guys to see some desert. I, you know, you're going to be aiming 
in the clouds basically all week long. We're a tree line team that practice tree line golf. So it's definitely going to be an adjustment. The ball will go a little bit further, not too much, about 10%. But just getting them to see desert kind of get a little bit. Uh, that's why I'm going out a day early and hopefully we'll help the prep uh, just from a visual standpoint. And uh, I think we've got a great place to practice that day. And then we'll get a practice round on uh, Thursday. And then we teed up at 630 on Friday. So we'll need to be ready to go. You guys have been one of the mainstays in the state when it comes to NCAA regionals and advancing. But there's a team from the capital city that's been able to make it this year for the first time ever. The Little Rock Trojans are heading to nationals. Yeah, I'm good friends with Jake, and I'm super proud of him and what they accomplished to do uh, this year. And, uh, you know, I was at a mid-major before I got here, and I don't think people understand how difficult it is, uh, not only for a Power 5 school and the SEC to, to get through that uh, regional. And what they did was truly amazing. I called him right away, congratulated him. It's not just the last hole that they made four birdies on that was so incredible. But if you've ever been to Karsten Creek, the last five holes are some of the toughest stretch in college golf. And I think they played the last five, seven under. People don't understand how, how good that is. Truly amazing. He, he's got a really good team. We played with them against them down in Auburn. They played they play really well. And uh, I look forward to his team doing well. I mean, uh, I think they'll have a good chance to uh, compete uh, next week. And But I'm super happy for him. But I just want everybody to know that's an incredible accomplishment, what those guys did down there. And uh, hats off to Jake. Obviously, you've got some big-time firepower on your team. Uh, you're going to be counting on every single one of them this week and trying to get to that eight because – in match play, anything can happen. There's no doubt. You know, that's the ultimate goal is to get through there. But, I mean, there's 30 very good teams this week. So, it'll have to be mistake-free for four rounds. But we do. We have a lot of firepower. We've got a, we've got a lot of experience. And uh, I think that'll hold up and, and give us an opportunity to get there. But it's definitely going to be difficult. If there's any team that uh, I would like to have going, it would be the guys I have right now. This is your best team you've ever had at Arkansas? Period. It's uh, the most talented team. It's the deepest team. Uh, you know, the, the players are getting better and better, you know, over the years. Back in 09, when we finished runner-up, we, we had a really good team. Obviously, we got, you know, two guys on the PGA Tour off that team that have won on the PGA Tour. So, obviously, it was a very good team. And actually, Ethan Tracy played the Tour for a while, so we had three guys on the PGA Tour. The players are getting better and better. The junior golfers are getting better and better over the 10 years. But as far as uh, depth-wise and talent, uh, this is the best team we've ever had. And it's a bunch of good guys that uh, have done a good job over the, their time here. And with the addition to Segundo Pinto, who won the SEC championship, I mean, it's a pretty good, a pretty good uh, addition to a good team. No doubt about it. Brad, good luck this week. Thanks, Trey. I appreciate it. Well, uh, go out there and hopefully us in Little Rock can uh, make the state proud. Wouldn't that be something if Little Rock and Arkansas both make the final eight and into match play? And with match play, anything can happen. Good luck to the Little Rock Trojans and to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Next on the tee, another Zoom interview. It's Luke Calcaterra, the head golf coach of the national champion Arkansas Tech Wonder Boys. Coach, congratulations, your national champions. Has it sunk in yet? It hasn't. Um, you know, I, I've just been responding to messages and everything, and it feels like a dream. And my wife texts me this morning, you know, like, you get back from being gone so long, back to the kids and everything, and it's like a whole nother transition. But um, she texted me, uh, best days of my life, you know, like married, kids, and national championship. 
was on her list and it's like you know it's just a dream and uh you know shout out to a supportive wife for saying something like that it's it's been awesome it's nice to have a wife that understands what you go through a hundred percent you know i wouldn't be able to do it without her she uh was going back and forth on flying out but you know whenever the national championship is in west palm beach you've got to make the trip and she flew out there and she came the final day of stroke play and we're comfortably in second in stroke play with the top eight teams making match play and the wind's howling like 30 and my stomach is just in knots because I'm like I don't care if we finish first or eighth we need to make it to match play and go from there and you know the guys got it done we just I didn't mention it to them and she just surprised everybody with her and my youngest Dean who's one um the morning whenever we all ate breakfast, you know, she was there for the match play run. Now, PJ National, it's not an easy course by any stretch. How did you guys conquer it and those other teams you had to beat? It really just goes to all the players. You know, like before we start, every, we go over our strategy in our track line yardage books of how we want to attack the holes. Those nights we meet and see if there's anything that we're going to change on our strategy. But like my freshman um, one of them got All-American this year. Um, he was freshman of the year in the conference. And then the other one won stroke play at the GAC. Talking to Santiago and just hearing the way he communicated as I'm walking with him through the golf course about his strategy, knowing when to hit it in the middle of the greens, what holes are good, you know, even if you're walking away with a bogey on. It was just really impressive to me. But, like, it's a young group where we have – freshmen and sophomores all returning and then one fifth year senior they just know how to play the game the right way and when you're playing PGA National in 30 mile an hour wins it's definitely going to be an advantage to have a group that knows how to keep their head on their shoulders and um, you know just recruiting the right guys and and it takes care of itself. Coming down that stretch in the championship match how intense was it? We get to the bear trap and, you know, he's he's worn down. He's been down all day. The guy has been making every putt he's looked at on him the entire round. His dad said that my wife, he said, don't worry. He's he's his dad's from South Africa and he had that accent. He said, don't worry. Once he gets to the bear trap, he'll be good. You know, just the inside the ropes thing that was really funny is Andre walks up to the bear you know, puts his hands together and he did it every day, put his hands together and just kneel, you know, just gave us a little prayer bow to the bear and then walked over to, you know, hit some of the most important shots of his life. And he flagged it on 15, uh, other player hit it in the water. He's sitting comfortably now back at even par from being down. And so he's one up going into 16. He makes his par, almost makes the putt, flags it again to a tucked pin and adrenaline got him. He hit it like 15 yards over the green, you know, from 205. And I've got my hands on my knees thinking it's a perfect shot. Um, so he makes five there, and the other player makes um, like a 15-footer for par to get the match back to even with two holes to play. And we get to the par three, 17. Me, I'm thinking hit it in the middle of the green. Don't do anything crazy. Just have mm -hmm. a 25-footer and move on you know, go into 18 and we'll win it on 18. He hears me, but he doesn't have to listen to me. He hits it like eight feet behind the flag to a tucked hole location. The other guy does what most most of us would do, which I definitely would have done. Bell's out left, so he doesn't hit in the water. 
um, doesn't hit his chip perfect and just misses his putt. So now Andre has that putt, that eight footer down the hill, lightning fast, just buries it, gives it a big fist pump. You know, just, I mean, it was like the defining moment in the tournament. The fact that this is the first men's national championship for Arkansas Tech. I mean, that has to mean something special. A hundred percent. I don't, I don't really know exactly kind of how to put it into words, but just like for all of our alumni and for the tech fans and for coach Faulkner's family, you know, we just know it's a really special moment. And it's like, that was a very tight knit group. Well, Luke, congratulations again. Thanks for joining us. And we'll do this again. Awesome. Thank you, Trey. Thank you for having me. How about that? Arkansas tech wins the national championship in golf at the division two level this year. Congratulations to the wonder boys. On the ASGA circuit, the Hot Springs Country Club Classic is coming up. It is June 12th through 13th. The deadline to enter is June the 4th, so you need to get your entries in to Hot Springs by then. The next weekend, it's the ASGA Men's Match Play Championship at Lost Springs Golf and Athletic Club in Rogers, June 16th through the 20th. The entry deadline for that is Thursday, June 10th. That will be followed by the Pine Bluff Country Club, designated down at Pine Bluff Country Club, June 26th through the 27th. Deadline for entries there is Wednesday, June the 23rd. I do want to bring your attention to the Arkansas Amateur Championship. Pleasant Valley Country Club, August 5th through 7th. All divisions, men, senior men, mid-am, super senior men, and master's men. Entry deadline is Friday, July the 23rd. But you need to enter as soon as possible in all divisions. I believe there is already a wait list for the open division for that. And starting next year with the Men's Amateur Championship going to Hard Scrabble Country Club in Fort Smith, it is going to be a true open championship. It will be amateur men and amateur women only at that event. There will be no breakout of divisions a mid-am, a senior, a super senior, a master's uh, division. Those will take place later on at a different date. But next year, starting next year, the Arkansas Amateur Championship will be played at Hartscrabble Country Club. It will be a true state amateur. And stay tuned to From the Shortgrass because next week we're going to tell you about some more exciting news about future sites for the ASGA and their amateur championship coming up you will want to hear where they're going for those we'll take another short break here on from the short grass a word from our sponsors we're back after this stay with us minnows plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies they carry the entire line of sure life products everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock they are the best source for all your private land ponds minnows plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long if you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply contact minnows plus and ask about their wholesale prices open to the public and walk-ins are welcome find them on the web at minnowsplus.com This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Me sponsoring a golf show is great irony. I've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years. I don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker. I like it, but I'm really bad. You listen to this show and to Trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards. I know auctions like Trey knows golf. I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not Trey. 
Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. I am Trey Shap, your host. Minnows Plus is the only local source for live bait and live well supplies. You can find them on the web at minnowsplus.com. They're an authorized frog tog dealer, authorized lacrosse dealer, authorized Dakota lithium battery dealer. Minnows Plus is the best source for bait and tackle shops needing to resupply, offering wholesale prices, minnow buckets, dip nets, retail bags, and supplies, air pumps, hoses, and tubing to keep your business up and running. Go see our good friends at minnowsplus.com. Next on the tee, it's Adam Carney, our PGA Master Professional and Rules Expert here on From the Short Grass. He's going to join us each week to answer questions about the rules of golf. Adam, thanks for uh, sitting down and agreeing to be our rules guru here on From the Short Grass. Thanks for having me, Trey. Appreciate it. When you talk about the rules of golf, and in this first segment, we're not going to get into specific rules. The RNA, right. the USGA, right. they compromise a booklet, which is a set of rules for the entire world, Correct. anybody that plays golf, to go by. Yeah, and so... You know, the two governing bodies, as you mentioned, are the RNA and the United States Golf Association. You know, the original code was written in, I think it was 1743, by the what was then known and still known as the Honorable Company of Edinburgh Golfers, which is now the membership at Muirfield in Scotland, then eventually taken over by the Royal and Ancient Club, which is, frankly, one of the clubs that uses St. Andrews as their home golf course. There are multiple clubs that use that as their home golf course, but the RNA is, is by far the most preeminent since it's the clubhouse that sits right behind the first tee. So, you know, you know, for a lot of years, you know, we started out with 13 rules. When golf came to the United States, the rules kind of came with it. And eventually, the two associations worked together. They meet uh, every three years to discuss, you know, rules and rules changes and things like that. And there was a long period of time where we had a bifurcation of the rules, where we had, you know, a, a set of rules that were in that governed Europe and the rest of the world for, for all intents and purposes. And then we had a set of rules for the United States. And uh, eventually, and thankfully, those rules came together. So now the RNA and the USGA kind of negotiate rules. So, you know, there, there are certain things that happen because one side wants it more than the other, but they're going to concede to it because they've got something in right. their back pocket that they want as well. So, you know, the the one example of that would be the the uh, anchoring band that we have now with, mm-hmm. with belly putters and and putters, you know, long putters into your chest. That was very much an RNA um want need desire. Personally, I I didn't like it because it kept a lot of people playing the game re- recreationally um that flat needed to have that to be able to to enjoy the game, be able to putt. Um, I think when you saw probably Keegan Bradley win with with a belly putter, Adam Scott, Adam Scott with the Masters had yeah. a long putter. Uh, I think that's when you know the RNA said, "Hey, look, we don't want to see somebody coming up the 18th at St Andrews with a with a belly putter winning here." So, you know, and so there there are trade offs. The history of the rules of golf have evolved, you know, dramatically from the original 13 to, you know, what we had before the major reorganization a couple of years ago. Uh, where we had a decisions book, uh, which is no longer a quote-unquote a decisions book, but an, an interpretation book. But, you know, the, the nice thing about the rules of golf has always been most every time you can find the answer to your rules question just by going to the definitions. Um, not even not even just looking at the rule, but just look at the definition of something. And it's going to give you a caddy is this. 
you know, a loose impediment is this. And that'll give you the answer to your question. And then you can go to the specific rules and read the specific rules. And 99% of the time, you're going to get an answer just by reading the rule book itself. That decisions book or interpretations book was used predominantly by golf professionals and tour officials to deal with instances that came up where there was not clarity within the rule and a decision had to be made in part of that quadrennial conference that happens with the RNA and the USGA. That's where you would see decisions come up and also any potential rule changes as well. So the the evolution has been obviously very, very involved where we went from very simple 13 rules to, you know, up to 34. And then all of a sudden we're back down and we've tried to you know, make it a kinder, gentler game. I was going to say they're trying to make the game easier and, I guess, speed it up a little bit as well. Yeah, I think a lot of the changes that have come with the reorganization have been in an effort to increase pace of play. And that happens, you know, I think mostly on the recreational level, also on the professional and tour level. You know, I, I don't like sitting watching an event and on TV, you know, I'm watching this player take two and a half minutes to, to pull the trigger. So I can understand that as well, but at the recreational level, especially, I think. He is Adam Corning. He's going to be here every week here on From the Short Grass with rules. So if you have a rules question, something you don't understand, email us from the short grass at gmail.com and we will get an answer for you. That will do it for this episode of From the Short Grass. I leave you with this quote from the King, Arnold Palmer. Golf is deceptively simple and endlessly complicated. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. It is, at the same time, rewarding and maddening. And it is, without a doubt, the greatest game mankind has ever invented. Make sure you repair your ball mark on the greens and a couple more. And I'll see you from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. From the Short Grass is brought to you by MinnowsPlus.com and Blackman Auctions. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.